Sit back and listen. It's time for License to Practice by IELTS Medical. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Season 3 of License to Practice from IELTS Medical. Today we're going to be chatting with midwife Adrienne, who moved from the UK to South Africa, completed her nursing and midwifery training, worked in South Africa and then moved back to the UK to practice as a midwife here. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and let's give Adrienne a call. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing really well, thank you. Good, good, good to hear. So if you could just start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you. Yeah, no problem. I'm Adrienne and I studied in South Africa for five years doing a BCur nursing degree before I decided to move back to the UK with my husband. Oh, great. Okay, so back back to the UK. So are you from the UK originally? Yeah, I'm an English yeah. citizen, so I was born and brought up here. And then mm-hmm. my mum's side of the family is South African, so I decided to take a leap of faith and move to South Africa to study. Right, so that's where you did all of your training? Yeah, that's yeah. all my nursing training was done in South Africa. Okay, so so obviously you being, an, being a British citizen, was the process slightly different for you than it would be for people, for other people that studied in South Africa but were from South Africa and not a British citizen already? Um, no, the process was the same. So it was like I was a foreigner moving back to the UK to re-register with the English Nursing Council because I was registered previously with the South African Nursing Council. Oh, so did you come here before you started your the process of becoming registered or did you start the process before you moved back? Um, I moved here and then started the process. Okay, and how did you find that? How did you find studying for it and uh, t- in the exams and everything? How did that go for you? Um, the CBT, I think, was the harder one because there wasn't a lot of information specific to midwifery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information that was found was more so specific to general nursing. And uh, one of my friends, also South African, moved mm-hmm. back. And at the time, thankfully, we were talking because the information we found we could share with each other. Whereas the OSCE was a bit nicer because I went through a let's for the OSCE so I could get information for the OSCE, which... Yeah helped build up the foundation for what I needed to know to pass. So why did you decide to go to IELTS Medical to help with the OSCE? So where I'm based in the UK, there's not a lot of available jobs in hospitals that mm. could give me the practical aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so English policies I found were very different and mm. a lot of the information that English midwifery is based on mm-hmm. is similar in context but what you have to do in certain processes varied so Mm -hmm. I found that I was at a little bit of a loss and Alette's provided an opportunity where I could get that foundation that I couldn't achieve in the hospitals because of the lack of access. Are you an international midwife seeking to practice in the UK? Do you need to pass your NMC OSCE midwifery exam so that you can do so? Then we've got you covered. You see, here at IELTS Medical, our NMC OSCE course for midwives is run for midwives by midwives. Our expert midwife-led team has the formula to help you pass your NMC midwifery OSCE the first time, practicing in our purpose-built OSCE course and practice rooms. We have all of the materials and equipment you need to prepare for your NMC OSCE midwifery exam. And guess what? 
through partnerships with local hospitals, will even assist with making your transition into UK practice as smooth as possible. Learn more at www.oskeymidwives.com. So obviously you mentioned there that the uh, a couple of differences between practicing in South Africa and practicing um, in the UK. Did you notice any other differences? Are there a lot of big differences? The, yeah, yes and no. So the context is the same. Obviously the anatomy of the human body remains the same. Yeah. So <laughs> the basic processes for different things are the same. Mm-hmm. But what we were exposed to in South Africa and what you're expected to know in the UK is what I found more difficult. So things like shoulder dystocia and Mm -hmm. breech birth, you do have access to it. I have delivered breech babies and I've done shoulder dystocias, but in in the UK, when you go in for your OSCE, you're expected to know the full process. So what you would do after and what the next step would be. Whereas Mm -hmm. most of the time in South Africa, we only had to do it up until the point where you delivered the baby. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that is quite a big difference then. And is that something that was um, part of your exams to become registered here? Or is that something you kind of found out once you started working? Or not found out, but um, had sort of exposure to? Um, so it was part of the exam. So um, in the midwifery exam for the OSCE, the practical exam, you have your emergency procedures and the new the newer exam. Mm-hmm. So not the legacy exam. Yeah. Um, so the steps that you need to understand for the new OSCE follow like um a shoulder dystocia follow all the way through until surgery or like the worst case scenarios whereas Mm -hmm. in our previous exams we were never exposed to that in south africa so we were only exposed to that in practice and emergency procedures were more so on a theoretical side rather than a practical Mm -hmm. side for exams so would you say then that the even though obviously you've already done all your training and um we're working as a midwife in south africa do you think that the the oski the practical exam helped with working in the UK was it kind of handy to do almost or um not necessarily for working but it was handy to Mm. do because it's helped me at a point where maybe I needed more overview of what I needed to know for a hospital setting so now if you Mm -hmm. gave me a shoulder dystocia and something were to go past the point where I've done it previously Mm -hmm. I now know the next step so it gives me more information to make me a better rounded practitioner yeah yeah so do you have any advice for people that might be considering moving to the UK and are just starting out on their journey to gain as much information as possible which mm-hmm. is really difficult to do so programs like a let's really assist mm-hmm. that and I know a let's do CBT as well so maybe they it do, would have yeah. been better for me to go through somewhere like a let's for a CBT course so I had more information about that before I took the exam because my CBT actually failed my first sitting for the CBT. Okay. I found that I didn't have enough information and the information I did know in a um, multiple choice setting mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the right answer, especially when it came to like policies and procedures in England. Um, yeah. But the best is to just read a lot. So like the NMC guidelines and they have so much access on the NMC site mm-hmm. for you to access prior to these exams and I don't think I necessarily took use of that until my OSCE. Yeah well I suppose you wouldn't know would you if it, if it was your first time doing no. it and um, that's the point of this podcast <laughs> to help other people uh, <laughs> that might, might not know. How long did it take you to complete the whole process? Um, so I think it took me about 12 months you know. Yeah. The, the difficulty is the time that I came back was 
during COVID. So I think if it weren't for COVID, it may have been quicker. But because Mm -hmm. of the backlash of COVID, for me to book my OSCE took quite a long time. I think there was like a four-month period in between me booking my Mm -hmm. CBT and passing to me booking my OSCE. Yeah, yeah. And is everything going well? Are you happy to be back in the UK and and working here? Yeah, I think it's an eye-opener to see how it's slightly different. So South Africa's Mm -hmm. a third-world country, Mm -hmm. and what you're exposed to and what you do on a daily basis is done on paperwork and it's done on with facilities that you don't necessarily have access to whereas in the UK it's quite nice to be in an environment where you have access to these facilities and yeah. it runs quite a lot smoother than what it did in South Africa yeah yeah well I'm glad I'm glad that you're enjoying uh being in the UK and I'm working as a midwife here do you before I let you go have you got any any kind of pearls of wisdom to share <laughs> I think that if you have a dream that you should just follow it through and I think the best thing about this process is it's humbled me that regardless of how experienced you believe you are Mm -hmm. there's always opportunity to grow with that experience yeah oh that's lovely that's that's a lovely thing to say uh well thank you so much for coming on and yeah best of luck with everything thank you have a blessed day you too bye bye Thank you so much once again for listening to Licensed to Practice from IELTS Medical. I really hope that you enjoyed my chat with Adrienne and that she inspired you to follow your dreams and become registered here in the UK. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and I will see you next time. And as always, to you.